My name is Chris Hardwick, and here's how I say buttholes. And welcome back to Andrea Savage, a grown-up woman, hashtag buttholes. Tony? Yes? We survived the first one. We did it. We're back. How do you feel? I feel great. And also, my tummy hurts a little bit, but that's all right. What's that all about? You know, when you put something out in the world that you're excited mm. about, but you don't know how it's going to go, it's an ex- it's excited and nervous. You got an ENT. Nope, I sure don't. No? Nope. All right. I'm not going to go with that. I thought I thought if anyone would, it would be you. <laughs> That's why we have to work so hard on getting to know each other. Because if you knew me at all, you'd know that I was going to shit on that so hard. I mean, deep down, I knew, but I was hopeful. <laughs> um, if anyone's listening to this and enjoyed the <laughs> first so. one, let, let's, you know, I, I'm not going to make any assumptions. That's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I'll tell you what I'd love them to do. As a personal favor to me, okay, go to Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. subscribe. Yes, number one, mm-hmm. numero uno. If you're, a, you know, speaking Spanish, yes. Um, see, <laughs> see, um, and then also, hey, while you're there, why don't you leave us a review? Cinco stars. I don't know the Spanish word for stars. Estrellas. Just that was a test. <laughs> Well, I passed. Mm-hmm. We're best friends now. We Yay. did it. Um, go and, uh, you know, leave us some stars. And also, you can, we'll be reading those comments. So just leave us a good review in terms of the stars. But then if you have, if you're like five stars, but also I hate this. Tony sounds like a fucking dickhead. Andrea seems delightful. I don't know what she's doing with him. Like that kind of stuff. You can oh, still leave. Uh, now that's, I'm not, that's for sure what's going to happen now <laughs> that you did that. <laughs> no, I actually think this, I I think our dynamic is actually going to bite me in the ass because people are going to be like, Andrea, why are you so mean to Tony? He seems so nice. And they don't understand that I have a natural beginning um, good feeling towards you, which allows me to shit on you. <laughs> Okay, right? you say so. <laughs> um, but we'll be reading the comments. Uh, if you have something that you'd love Tony and I to ask each other as we do get to know each other through this season, we will be doing Andrea and Tony get to know each other. Just go and do it. Follow us at A Savage Pod. All the stuff. Tony. That's Twitter and Instagram, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and the the book of face. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, a, it's a Jewish. It's in the Old Testament, the book of face. Okay. Um. Tony. Yes. I got a dog. Yes. He's very cute. He's very, today, he's very cute. His name is my is, first day seeing him. I know. Um, I've had him for a week. His name is Fred. And that's what's going on in my life. What's happening in yours? Boy, I didn't know you were going to ask me this because let me tell you, I've been doing nothing but working. So well, I this is really, fun. I know. <laughs> Tony, you know when you come here right, that I'm going that I'm gonna be like, let's have something kind of fun to talk about. Yes. So but- so then just go, well, I've just been working. But you know what? The other day I went to this blah 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 blah. But here's the thing. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's been working. Why would I have started something with someone who brings nothing to the table? 
because you still need someone to edit this thing. That's why. <sighs> yeah, but you could quietly edit. <laughs> hey, you gave me a microphone. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, you know who we have coming in today? I think so. Remind me. It's Chris Hardwick. Ah, uh, yes. I've a known friend of for a long time. I was going to say a, our, a mutual friend. One of the reasons that you and I are now trapped in a small room together <laughs> with long periods of extended eye contact, which we are currently mm-hmm. engaging in. Mm-hmm. We have been looking at each other in each other's eyes now for a while. I don't think about it until you mention it. <laughs> I know. I wasn't really either. And then I was like, I never look at anyone this long. It's weird. We got something. We do we. Uh I'm very excited for Chris. Yes. Um he is someone who's been in my life for a super long time. When did you meet did, when did uh, how long have you known him? I'm uh, sure you've known him much longer than I have. I have known him since um I'm going to say 2002. Okay. Yeah, yes. 2002. Yeah, so, I mean, 17 years. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I'm sure we'll talk about all that. But, um, yeah, he's one of the funniest, kindest, smartest people that I know. Mm-hmm. He's a good guy. Yeah. And he told me to hire you. So I have a little bit of a bone to pick with Chris because I feel like as a friend, he should have protected me better. I feel the same way. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, um, let's just uh, stop fucking around. No one's interested in this. And let's sit down with uh, our mutual friend, Chris Hardwick. Chris. Savage. Welcome to my podcast. I, I'm so happy this is happening. I'm glad this is a thing. I feel honored to be in your podcast. Well, you are responsible, partially. I feel partially responsible for it. Uh, I did your podcast. Yeah, this is a... Well, you mean the last time or just recently? The last time. Right, 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 right. Because this, this episode, I feel like, might be a two-parter. Like, it might be two-parter. Because people could listen to you on mine mm-hmm. and then, then this one, too. And or vice-versa. You know, mix it up. Have fun with it. Start wherever feels right for you guys. I'm going to have to ask you to leave my podcast. <laughs> well, I'm going to take my podcast soup for the soul book with me and uh, I'll Get be on my way. Get the fuck out of here. I'm on my way. Um, but you are the one that was like, you should think about doing a podcast. And I'm glad you did. And I, because I said to you, you know, it takes you so long to make your show so long. that people have to wait long periods of time yeah. before I'm sorry comes back on. I said, I feel like there should just be more Andrea Savage in the world. The podcast would be a great way to do that. And you're like, I don't think so. Well, first of all, I don't believe people want more Andrea Savage. <laughs> I think that's a fallacy. Um, but I was like scared. And I also was like, it sounds like a lot of work, but I was like, I don't know. I won't be able to do that many of them. And then what if this? And you know, I was worrying about things like seven years in the future. And you were like, just do it. It's the equivalent of when dudes go, well, I don't want to exercise because I don't want to get too ripped. And it's like, do you know what you would have to do to get, quote, too ripped? Like you would have to give up the rest of your- I was like, well, how am I going to have time when it's huge? And I'm not going to be able to, you know, deal with the ad sales. How will I even manage that alone? it's, It's just such a perfect thing. I think, you know- it'll be great for people who are fans of the show. I think it'll be great for people 
who will f- get to feel not crazy for having kids and still laughing at fart jokes and and then allow to you the clear, opportunity to tour. You should be touring too. I am hoping to tour. I would this. love to see you I'd tour. I'd love to just interrupt one time. Yeah. Um just one time. Please, it's your podcast. Oh my god, thank you so this much for so acknowledging much. that. Um I do not love a fart joke. You don't love fart jokes? I do not. You just like the butthole, the, just the mechanism. I like buttholes, okay. but I do not go for poop and farts. Okay. All right. Now, you brought me a gift. I did. Today. I did. And it is a tuxedo cat mm-hmm. c- ceramic figure. Well, how would you describe it's that? It's some type of composite material, but it's a it's a it's a it's a cat, it's a kind of a feisty pose mm-hmm. of a tuxedo <laughs> cat, which could not look more like your cat. You just met Candy Purple. Yes, I did. Um and you put tissues in it and you pull the tissues out of its butthole. Yes, it is a it is a <laughs> cat butthole tissue holder. And you saw this at my podcast studio mm-hmm. and you're like, oh my God. And How I felt is this not part I of could my life? not bring this to you as a gift. <laughs> that was my hope for for your podcast. So if, so guests can now, if they need, have a sniffle or whatever, then <laughs> all they need do all they need do is pull it out of that is cat's perform. Butt. And it, <laughs> an exam. An you exam. don't take Kleenexes out. You perform. A rectal exam on this tuxedo cat. I think I misunderstood how this particular thing worked. It, mm-hmm. it, uh, I didn't realize you had to actually insert. Oh yeah, I'll bring elbow. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll bring you the gloves. I, I have these calving gloves in the car that'll work great for this. Uh, Chris, I can honestly say uh, you are the first uh, person to be in my home, other than my husband, whom I've had sex with. Yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> I had to I had to give it a what thing What a great way to <laughs> I had to give it a think To make sure that was a true statement this morning I was like has anyone else I don't believe I you believe know, you I, have but, that distinction But the, but the but the period of time, it was so, you know. It was a very long time ago. incredibly long time ago. We're very old. Uh, yes, we're ho- older than fuck. Right. We honestly, looking at you, I feel sad. <laughs> and for, for both of us. It's a mirror. We're just staring into a mortality mirror. Yeah. And it's not great. <laughs> Gotta be honest. I'm gonna be honest. We're doing Appreciate just okay. Yeah. <laughs> we are barely hanging on. Barely hanging on. Well, I'm- I will say, though, that sometimes, and not to be disparaging about anything, oh God. but when you go on Facebook and see people that you were in elementary school with, you sometimes have that like, oh, okay, well, maybe I'm- okay. ma- ma- yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I'm taking care of myself. Maybe, yeah. it, again, not to be disparaging, but I feel like- because of the business we're in, we're encouraged to we we are probably a little more um, health conscious. We are, and being on camera or doing other things is a great motivator. And again, you know, life gets away from you. Life gets away. Responsibilities. The you're, face you're, and the hands that just came out. You're balking at this tone of voice. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes, Archie, life, life gets, gets away. away. Yep. Um, if you're I, still listening to the podcast, <laughs> I'm Chris Hardwick. I'm here at Andrew's. That's adorable. You think anyone started? <laughs> That's um, nice. That's nice. Uh, I would like you to pick up that piece of paper right there, and uh, this is something that everybody on the podcast mm-hmm. uh, is required to say okay. legally. Okay. So whenever you want, you can do it. You can give it a flourish. You can say it however you want. Okay. I'm give this. Uh, <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. I love this. Okay. He's taking a photo. He's taking, taking a, a photo, photo with the cat. Mm-hmm. It, so just like normal, just like a normal, Any I feel choice. like I'm in an audition all of a sudden. I don't feel good about I'm going to be giving notes <laughs> and they're aggressive. <laughs> Hello, uh, Chris Hardwick. <clears throat> Sorry, Height. Daftra. Uh, five, <laughs> ten. Ish. Ish. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> okay. What if people did that in auditions when you did have, because you do have to say your height if you just heard ish. like the director ish <laughs> under, <laughs> under their breath. Or ish. even just a, here, here, you just say a height. I'll do this. Uh, hi, Andrea Savage, mm-hmm. five six. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> the way you said oh boy sounded positive. Did it? A little bit. Like I was like, oh boy. Oh. Oh, well, that Good was different. Boy. I thought you were like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Five, six. I don't know. Uh, all right. I don't know why I'm staring at this. I can I, remember this sentence. I, I, yes. It's probably why I don't work more as an actor. <laughs> Gosh, I really... Can I just take this home and work on this with oh my God, coach? Oh, God. Do you need to step out for five minutes? <laughs> Get my, what's my motivation? <laughs> buttholes are your motivation. Yes. Uh, my name is Chris Hardwick, and here's how I say buttholes. I like it. It's very authoritative. And I felt like it really uh, made it simple. Do you want to give me some different uh, directions, some different emotional reads? I would uh, I would say if you uh, lived in Harry Potter, if you were in the Harry Potter world, but sure. you're not a good, you're an evil, you're a Death Eater. I am. Okay. <laughs> My name is Chris Hardwick. And here's how I say buttholes. <laughs> See, because I'd speak parcel tongue. Oh, that was parcel tongue at the end? Well, the snake, you know, like, yeah, if I'm yeah. a Slytherin and I'm a Death Eater, then I would probably speak snake language. And so. You know what's cute? About Harry you, Potter. Chris. <laughs> Akio Butthole Kleenex. <laughs> the Kleenex is coming out of the cat and I've summoned it. Yeah, I'm just giving you all the backstory. There. Uh, I love all the backstory. Thank you for um, saying uh, what. You were required to say. Of course. Yeah, no worries. Um, that just reminded me of a bad audition that I had um, once. And I don't know if I should say this, but I'm going to. Sure. Uh, it was with Aaron Sorkin. Okay. And I probably shouldn't, whatever, <laughs> say any of this. Um, but it was an audition. <laughs> What's it he going like to do? A- call the president of Hollywood? He's going to take your show away? Come on, you're he fine. Could. No, he you're, could. you're fine. Listen, and he was very lovely, but it was just a strange incident just talking about how, like, you say your height and you, if you heard someone be like, ish. Yeah. Um, it was um, for that news show uh, that for he The newsroom. The newsroom. Yeah. <laughs> The one with news in the title. And they're like in like it's a... some kind of room. It's like they have walls. <laughs> but there's a room with news in it, but I can't remember what it is. Uh, so it was that one. Yeah. Um, weird name, by the way. You could never remember, you know what I mean? I mean, what's that even about? It's just one of those names that you're just like, <laughs> no, I don't get how this is Who even knows related. what that is? Yeah. Um, and it was my final callback. And first of all, with Aaron Sorkin, you have to word, you have to learn everything word for. You can't fuck up one you word. You cannot fuck up one no, word. No, no. So that was, and I had a monologue. Yeah. And, um, I prepared, you know, like had it down, whatever. And I'm doing my monologue and he's there and looking up at me and suddenly his face begins to bleed. What? (laughs) That's the appropriate response. Blood just started seemingly for no reason (laughs) coming down his chin. Was your, were you chanting some sort of an incantation? (laughs) 
Was the was the audition uh, a blood summoning spell? Not that I was aware of. I know that he has a lot of subtext in his dialogue that isn't necessarily always clear. Yeah. Uh, no, I. It was a uh, speech of some sort. Um, I told. I don't remember exactly what it was, and I stopped the audition and I just said, "I'm so sorry." But your face is bleeding. And he was like, you went off book. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, he was like, oh. And he was like, oh, I, I cut myself shaving earlier, whatever. Um, and then we had to stop. Mm-hmm. But not long enough to really take care of biz. Right. And it was just sort of, uh, let's just blot it. And, and his, now uh, keep- his, his eye just gingerly <laughs> falls out of the socket. <laughs> oh, I had a thing earlier. Yeah. Yeah, but keep going. Keep going. And then I'm like, sorry. I... <laughs> I just got to stop one more time. Your eye is falling out of your Oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's how I I, kind of just, it's how I sort of see the whole room. I need to see the whole room, Uh, but but I'm okay. Again, I just need to stop for one more time. Okay, your ear has now separated from your head. From your head. And you're, you have turned your head around backwards. Yeah. And I. And you're speaking in what I think is Aramaic. (laughs) I'm not sure, but it feels like an ancient language. Aaron Sorkin, um, his. His face bled, and then we never really got fully. I didn't feel like we could fully get back on track. I did not get the role. <laughs> is, is Maybe the, that was part of the audition. Can someone stay in the scene while my face bleeds? Let's just that, see. And it's, I failed. You failed. And I should not have gotten the role. Well, it, wor- it worked out okay. It worked out fine. Because you have your own show now, and I believe... <laughs> That one of the reasons why people start their own shows is so they don't have to audition anymore. Oh, 100%. Because it's not a fun process. What is, do you, I'm trying to think, do you have other like bad auditions? I mean, I'm just, I was you just. You haven't auditioned for a long time. No, I was never a great auditioner because I always felt that there were other, you know, there there are those Matt Perry dudes who just fucking would always nail it in, in a room. How do you? Perry because he was a guy was who was a great auditioner because he before friends he had he did a pilot like every year for like a decade yeah plus so I assume that he was just a solid auditioner yeah. and some dudes are just so good in the and he's really funny like some dudes are just so good in the room what about ladies <laughs> Honestly, about, if this is the kind of stuff that you're going to bring I apologize this? <laughs> so many non-gender specific people <laughs> Broads are amazing. So many non-gender specific carbon-based forms of life are great. Oh, barf. In a room. <laughs> in a room. <laughs> so I I just always felt like it's not this is not how I'm gonna work. Yeah. You know, and 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 what I found myself doing was going up because a, a lot of the sitcoms when pilot season was really a big deal. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think it was probably 10 years ago that I stopped auditioning for scripted stuff. Okay. Or at least 10 or 12. W- way before I was really finding it, I should have responsibly. Before Got I should it. have. Yeah. But I just felt like it's too emotionally draining. And I find that a lot of stuff I was going up for was not great. Yeah. And But I was still feeling bad about myself for not getting yeah. it. Yeah. And, you know, you prepare like 13 pages. Yeah. You go in, you read two pages, and then... Or you get close and then you don't get it. And so I just felt like it's too much of an emotional drain. Mm-hmm. And I think I really like the, I like stand up. I like kind of making my own stuff. I like hosting things. Yeah. If someone, you know, asked me to act in something, I would love to do it. But I just don't think audition, like the audition road, yeah. there are just people who are way better at it than I am. Uh, I think I actually am a 
a good auditioner. I yeah. think that that helped me. But um, there is someone in this room who did ask you to be on a show, but we weren't able to make it work. Tony, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry. Next time. Next time. Uh, Chris, I also have to say. <laughs> next season. Next season. We'll see. Come on. We'll see. I don't know. I just feel like. My last name season- is Chris Hardwick, and here's how I say. <laughs> but oh, scene. We're actually not doing a season three. I just got a text. Oh, <laughs> I just got a. Well, text this hasn't from even. The, from but the, this isn't streaming. How did they? No, it, this is streaming straight into the network. Oh, into the into True TV. Into True TV. It's, yeah, in, it's a, in all the offices. Of course, and of and course now HBO Max. By virtue of their name, they always have to tell the truth. <laughs> they can all. They can always have to be honest. And we're True TV. We cannot lie. We cannot lie. You are canceled. <laughs> For <laughs> because Chris Hardwick. Came in and just gave a real bad butthole reading, to be honest. <laughs> to be honest. We have to be honest because we're true TV. <laughs> because we're true TV. Yeah. Listen, we've had sex and I feel Jesus like- Christ. <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> I love how uncomfortable it makes you every time I say it. I just, I, just, I mean, it's yes, yes, yes. <laughs> to give a framework that was what? We're in 2000- your marriage home. <laughs> My marriage home? <laughs> <laughs> well, your family lives here. Just okay, I don't. Refer to it as my marriage home. Like, I, that's a st- very strange. Was I, have I been in your marriage home? You have. Okay. Yeah. If I had known that, I would not necessarily have gone. Welcome to the marriage home. <laughs> that just sounds like you're going to watch you guys have sex. No, actually, to me, it sounds like some old timey, like, uh, you know, there's a dowry and goats and crops and families who all come together to celebrate the man. I don't know. I don't know. To celebrate but it the does feel home? it does. I. It's funny because it's very hard to I make know. me a, to make me stammer. And, yeah, but and it's fun. It, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It is fun. Now this was what 2002 that we dated. Yeah, 2002. It was 2002. Because yeah. when did you get sober? 2003. Okay. Yeah. Now you and I fought a lot about. Drinking, right? We didn't fight about it as much as you were like, uh, you should probably look into that. Yeah. You, you were the person that you said, and, I, and I've said this on my yeah, podcast, yeah. Uh, that it, in all sincerity, how much a, like a, a lot of my life, getting my life back, I owe to you because you very responsibly, and it's not like I was getting blackout no. drunk, but I was just drinking every day. Yeah. And you said, look, I'm not telling you to stop, but I think you should see someone about this because yeah. it seems like it's a thing. And I said, okay. So I started seeing a therapist. And after a few months, <clears throat> she convinced me, like, you should quit today. And then I did. But then a couple of days later, you're like, I'm very happy for you, but I don't want to be around for that. I like, I'm done. And you were right. And it was a very mature, healthy decision that you made. And so I respect it. And I also appreciate that you, I don't know. I just, I always thought that I had, I mean, in the back of my head, I was like, I feel like this is a problem. Right. But it just didn't, it crystallized so perfectly for me when you said, hey, dude, you should really look into this. And it wasn't in a naggy way. It wasn't in a like, you piece of shit. It was just (laughs) in a very like, hey, this is the thing. You should really look at this. And we've talked about this before. And I was very lucky to, I was, I was just, I was very lucky to have you at that point in my life say those things to me. It was it was just, I really, I'm forever indebted to you. Well, that is true, for sure. <laughs> um, no, but we've talked about this before, but one thing that you always say, you always like disparage yourself in that time. You're always like, I was a fat piece of shit, like all this stuff. And I'm like, you were, you were exactly you 
who just drank too many beers at the end of the day. Like, right. you still were like smart and funny and interesting and motivated. Like, so you were all those things still that you still are. Yeah. You just also were drinking for anxiety or whatever it was. Whatever it was. Yeah. yeah there's a variety of, of reasons. Yeah. Yeah. There's a variety of reasons. In, why people in your do. family. And yeah. In the family. It's like yeah. nature. There's nurture. Yeah. There's, you know, like it just, it gets away from you before you realize it. If you're someone who has the, you know, the predisposition. And I it. also, while you were sleeping, I would inject alcohol into your bloodstream. <laughs> just put a funnel in my mouth. Just bloodstream. <laughs> but it, all in all, um, it was a fun, like, I, in general, we, it was fun. Like, yeah, we, we, had, we, yeah. we had a really, it was really fun. It was just those, you know, handful of times where it was like, all right, you know, take it easy with that. And then you, the, we went on a wine tour and I'd never drunk wine before, oh, but, but we went yeah. to like Napa or something. Yeah. And I, that's where I realized, like, you cannot drink wine like beer. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot. Because I drank beer fast. And yeah. wine is like, take it easy. <laughs> Just slow it down. You know, I think I remember I got really sick. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we saw my brother. One of my we brothers. Did see, we did yeah. see one of your brothers. Yeah. Um, what We're going to take a break in a sec. But one thing yesterday on we're gonna your We're going to take a drink break. We're going to take a quick quick shot. We're going to take a break and we're going to do shots. I proved I could do it. I quit. You know, it was like 16 years now. Come on. Listen, you made me do this podcast. <laughs> That'd be funny if you're like, I was the person that got you to quit. Now I feel like I'm going to be the person to get you I'm going to get you back up. I'm going to watch you lose everything. And then I'm going to and then I'm going to hold you and I'm going to bring you back. All right. Just, just so weird. Such just a weird, so, the weird, oh. like, co- like the the codependency uh, long play. Oh, I'm going to play this con. out over 20 years. 20? Well, this it's is, been 16. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be 50 years. It will be 50 years. Because I'm going to do this three times. That's fine. <laughs> pre- oh, thank you. It's good to know that. I'm putting the work in. It's good I to am. know that in advance. Somewhere, Aaron Sorkin's face just started bleeding. <laughs> he doesn't know why. <laughs> he doesn't know why. He does not know why. Yep. Oh, God. I'm never going to work for Aaron Sorkin. Working. That's all right. <laughs> Is that okay? You're fine. You'll be yeah. fine. I mean, it's not like people's face bleed. You didn't you know? make his face bleed. Yeah. It just, it just bled. And he it wasn't like he was like a raging maniac about it. No, it just it just was a thing that happened. And because you're a compassionate, empathetic person, <laughs> most people, by the way, would have been like, fuck that. I don't give a shit about that guy's fucking face. <laughs> I want this job. I'm gonna plow through this and I'm gonna get this job. And again. I think it speaks to your character. You were more concerned about Aaron Sorkin than you were about getting that job. I was concerned he was going to bleed out. (laughs) And it needed to get taken care of. If he had bled out, most other actors would have left him writhing on the floor, finished their audition, set the sides down and left and would not have helped him at all. Because they were thinking about calling their agent to say that I think they thought it went pretty well. (laughs) I think... Think he was floored. <laughs> he was literally floored. Literally floored. I killed. Um, all right, we're gonna take a quick break and come back with Christopher Hardwick. Hi, it's Andrea. Listen, if you're enjoying the podcast, um, or I'll be honest, even if you're not, um, this would be just a personal favor to me, which no one gives a shit. But um, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe to Andrea Savage, grown up woman, hashtag buttholes, or Spotify. Or uh, Stitcher. Stitcher, all the places. Um, and then also, Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. It's annoying that we even have to say this, but unfortunately, it matters. 
And it's annoying because I didn't want it to matter, but it matters. Mm-hmm. So, you know, don't be stingy with the stars. Let it loose. Five Loosen stars. Up. Five stars. <laughs> I don't need your chanting, Tony. But five stars. stars five stars. <laughs> um, just be, don't be stingy with the stars. Um, all right. Thanks for listening. Okay, back to the show. Bye. Um, all right, we're going to play a couple games, Chris. Okay. You are a game player. Uh, yes. And I am a game player. Yes. Right. And this podcast is partially an excuse for me to see people whom I love, who mm-hmm. I don't get to see. Yes. Laugh about things because there's a lot of serious stuff in the world right now. Of course there is. But then there's also buttholes. That's f- <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But and, then there's also buttholes. And I know some buttholes are going through some serious stuff. Sure. As the world is the world, mm-hmm. you know? Um. Okay, a uh, couple things. You sure. have said uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a fuck Mary Kill scenario. Our, I'm already delighted by the research that you've clearly <laughs> yeah. done uh-huh. for this uh-huh. because you've quoted me. You're about to quote something I've said before I came mm, here. I feel like I have pulled together a fuck Mary Kill for the ages. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't want to toot my own horn. Like I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I feel like. This is going to be a hard one for you. <laughs> All right. You are married to a Hearst, correct? Well, I mean, yeah, yes, my wife Lydia is. Yes, yes, she's in the Hearst family. Yes. You and I spoke about your love for the Hearst Castle yesterday. I love it. Yep. You recently went there with a group of friends for a five-day trip, correct? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why are you laughing? Because is this going to be like a fuck, Mary kill, Hearst Castle, Rockefeller Plaza, no. or the Vanderbilt estate? Obviously, that's obvious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you... Fuck Vanderbilt. <laughs> you kill you Rockefeller. Kill Plus, Rockefeller and, and you, you marry Hearst Castle. Castle. Thanks. You guys have been great. <laughs> Make sure um, to like and subscribe. Well, no, because you just recently like took a group of friends there and took a bunch of fun. This is not part of the fuck Mary Kill. Okay, good. You're looking at me with such terror. <laughs> I'm just trying to see where you're going with this. I see a fucking ruled. <laughs> legal pad over there i don't know what's on it 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 might just it might just say blah 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 (laughs) all work and no play makes andrea a dull girl um so you did just but you it you posted some photos Mm -hmm. of you guys like in the famous like pools and like doing all this stuff yes how many people did you bring I think it I think the number was I think 20 is what we're allowed to bring total including us so like 18 other people Wow, that's a big group. Yeah, it is a big group, yeah. Now, one thing that I don't feel like I got all the answers to yesterday was (laughs) how that list was formed (laughs) of who got to make the cut. Because you're getting to swim in the pools, Mm -hmm. walk the grounds, walk through everywhere you want to go. And I know you said you have a lot of nice friends and you didn't any douchebags. There had to be some serious discussions because you know a lot of people. Well, but, you know, our immediate friend group, mm-hmm. and, and some of it's easy to narrow down, too, because there are people who are out of town that aren't able, that we, you know, that we know aren't able to go. Uh-huh. And so it's it's really just a conversation about. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's no way you and Lydia were not like, oh, what about these person? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't see them in the drawing room. You know, I don't, uh, I don't think that's true. Uh, it's uh, so uh, he's looking away in a clearly that is true it's not (laughs) 
just give me, I know you're not going to give me names. Give me how long, how many conversations, the length of conversation till you decided on this guest list. It actually, the 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 conversation was not that long because we we really do kind of have a core group of friends. Chris, and that's who we invited. This. But that's the truth. It's the truth. How I could be on true TV. That's how true it is. <laughs> this is true TV talk here. Funny because it's true. true. Um, there, just how many people did you bring up that you were like, we can do better. I don't. <laughs> you know, everyone knows what like significant others when you're talking about a party or you're talking about whatever, right, Tony? Mm-hmm. There's a conversation. But for we, a guest list, but we and had this a, is going to Hearst Castle. But we had our list of people, like our core group of friends, and they were all able to go. So there wasn't a, there wasn't really a, you mm-hmm. know, and there there were people that were not as close to that. If there were open slots, we'd go. Oh, we're not as close to these people, but let's let's invite them. Mm-hmm. But then everyone was able to go, and we were only allowed to have twenty people. So mm-hmm. it like that's the legitimate. Real story. It's really boring. It's I'm so sorry. So boring. <laughs> I'm and so sorry. also, there. I don't believe it fully. You say this, but I'm like, there's no way there was not a couple names thrown out no that way. that that Lydia was like, uh, no. But she's not like that. I, it doesn't. You don't have to be like that. It's just the way people are to invite people to anything. When you brought up me and Jeremy. (laughs) (laughs) Lydia was like, listen, I know she's having, I know she's really busy. I know it's, you Uh know, she's doing that podcast. Andrea's probably too busy. That's what I'm talking about. Because obviously some people didn't make the list. (laughs) And there has to be a reason why. You're not castle worthy. (laughs) I've always said that about you. (laughs) Tony has said that about me. For the agent, like when we met the first time, Not he was like, I, I am interested. This sounds really cool. It'd be fun to work together. Just so you know, you're not castle. Don't see you in a castle. I just don't see it. Mm-mm. Yeah, is what he said. Also, you went to a castle and that's in your family. Yes. And you, but you, I said to you yesterday, the Hearst Castle, you're a good person to appreciate the Hearst Castle because you love architecture and art and cool Every stuff and history. Every square inch of it, yeah. A real braggy though. About, <laughs> I feel like a little braggy about how much you know about Hearst Castle. Well, it's a lot. Yeah, I know a lot. Okay. But hey, it was fine. You know, it's like how a, many how many rooms in the main house of main house? Oh fuck! I it, I uh-huh. want to say it's like For 150 some, rooms, maybe. Or would you want to say that? Or is it 70 rooms? I know the main floor is about 7,500 square feet. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> How many floors are there then? There are, there must be five. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. must be five floors, mm-hmm. five or six floors. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you looking there for? There are 115 rooms. Okay, I was close. I said 150. You could see how that would. No, I don't see that. <laughs> I don't see that. Square footage of the house total? I don't know what the total square footage is because there's the main house and there are two guest uh, villas. This as is well. just the Casa Grande, the main house. The main house, yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, there's a Casa del Sol and Casa del Mar, but it doesn't matter. But there's Casa also Grande. one more. Uh, For someone who's so fucking braggy. <laughs> Point. That's right. I have been taken to task, my friends. <laughs> um, uh, there's Casa del Monte, not a big deal. Uh, that's where they serve Del Monte peas. It's just like they're just canned goods. It's just for it's just for the that's canned just goods. Just for canned goods. I don't. Uh, I don't know what the total square footage of, of sixty eight thousand five hundred. Sixty eight thousand over there because they um, that it's it's unfinished. Okay. 
because they they did construction on it for almost 30 years and then the second he died everyone literally <laughs> had to like lay their tools down why because it was so much his vision that they didn't so there's like there's a whole unfinished wing okay that we got to creep through and it's like really creepy because it's it's you see inside it's just like the shell of uh-huh. what the rest of the castle looks like but there's just there's just nothing in it and they didn't want to continue working on it after he died i don't and i think he i think that was part of his thing too they didn't the wanna. second i die everything sucks. i mean this the, when i draw my last <laughs> breath all these fucking tools better be down it's like in top chef when like the buzzer goes off yeah. and they're like hands up hands knives up. down knives down um okay fuck mary kill okay okay so the hearst castle architect of whom you are a huge fan julia morgan julia morgan one of the first female architects Right? Mm -hmm. Ever. All right. Julia Morgan. I already don't like this. (laughs) I hope I made it clear you are not going to (laughs) enjoy being on the podcast or this game. Okay. Steve Martin. Okay. Because one of your biggest inspirations for getting into comedy, right? Yeah. Yeah. And R5D4. (laughs) Boy, he's my favorite droid. He was in our wedding. I am. I know. I have. Yeah. So Julia Morgan. Mm Mm-hmm. Steve Martin, R5-D4. I'd like you to make love to one. I'd like you to marry one and murder one. This isn't easy. This is an easy one. This is easy? Totally. Oh, oh fuck. You're not going to like the answer either. It's going to make you roll your eyes <laughs> and right. go, ah, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, okay. So you, I, so fuck Steve Martin. I fuck Steve Martin. Great choice. Because. Because he's God. I idolize him and it's, there's so, there'd be so much passion you know, you don't want to be married to your idol. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because you don't need to see them as human. You just have to see them. You're yeah. just like, he's-, he's Keep it he's, passionate. Yeah, exactly. Foxy Martin with the arrow through the head. <laughs> Wait, you're wearing the arrow through the head? Or I have the arrow are? through the head. He has the bunny ears. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the white tux with the rip away. Are you, make, are you making love to him? And is he making, like, how are you imagining that? Um, I'm imagining it- uh, I think I'm I'm making love to him, but he's simultaneously making balloon animals (laughs) that he's putting in my butt. Okay, Okay, it's just something along those lines. Great, a a little balloon poodle, whatever it is. I don't whatever it is doesn't matter. Okay, Uh, great choice. Okay, marry Julia Morgan because she was such a class act, such an incredible artist. Okay, and also you would you I you would live in the most stunning, opulent environment. For the rest of your lives. Yeah. Uh, and then you kill our 5D4 because he malfunctions himself mm-hmm. anyway. He oh. essentially. Oh, God. <laughs> Why would I ever have but you don't understand. this road? You don't even understand. So it's like there, there's a side story. It's not canon that, uh, <clears throat> that our 5D4 was actually a Jedi. You, you know, you waded us into these waters and I I'm going to make you regret I, it. I, I already do. Already there was a story did. written by a guy named Peter David who said that suggested that R5D4 was a Jedi named he was Skippy the Jedi yeah, droid Skippy. and that he essentially used the force on himself to malfunction so that Luke and Uncle Owen would choose R2D2 who had the hidden message from Princess Leia to find Ben Kenobi and that that This seems a little is- outrageous. I'm not as someone who has never seen a Star Wars movie that seems... Well, this side of the room is very mm-hmm. pleased yeah, with This side of the room is like, 
a flutter. <laughs> Again, Tony and Chris are lit up. That's why I think it was an easy choice. Yeah, no, I, I had a feeling that's where you were God going. Damn yeah. it. Again, Andrea, if you want to go, Chris and I could finish this. I'll tell you right now, after the outburst and the words that I just heard, I would like to go. I would very much like to go. And I talked about this yesterday. I don't think you brought the nerd as much when we were together. I feel like you were maybe focused. I feel like if stuff like that had come at me, that was I wouldn't have left you for the for the drink. <laughs> this is what I would have. Well, gone. there was that period of time in my life where I was so when I got sober was the first time that I started asking myself, like, what do I because I feel like th that period of my 20s where I sort of lucked into this job at MTV and I, I felt like I was chasing something else and trying to be someone else. And I think part of the drinking was also the just not being comfortable with myself, with who I was. And, but then at a certain point, you quit like, drinking and then started getting into this shenanigan. <laughs> well, I didn't start getting into it. It was just, I felt more comfortable because when I was growing up and certainly in the nineties, yeah. I had pitched a couple like yeah. nerd style shows and we were always told like, it's too niche. No yeah. one's into this stuff. And I was like, fuck. And it wasn't until like the early to mid two thousands when the internet kind of helped, yeah. I guess, democratize the whole thing. And yeah. so it, then it was like, oh, I I do love this stuff and I can work in these areas. And so that's when I, you know, created the Nerdist and the, the podcast and, and everything. And then saw that there was an enormous audience of people who related to it that had been underserved and uh, just not didn't have outlets or, or things catered to them. So it, yeah. And there were a lot, I mean, there were a lot of emerging outlets at the time. There was G4, there was, you know, Gizmodo, there were a lot of websites. Yeah. There was, you know, it, it, there were a lot of websites that were starting to grow um, but for me, I never thought like, this is going to be so huge. I just thought, yeah. I'm just going to, as long as I can do things that make me happy, I, it's, if I can just make enough money to survive, yeah. isn't that the goal rather than chasing jobs that I don't want that I'm getting rejected for? Cause that there's no happiness. Then no part of that is happy. A hundred percent. And even if you get on a job for seven years, wouldn't it be shitty to get on a job that you hate that is not representative of who you are? Yeah. And then, but then the the money and the success doesn't make you almost resent it because you hate what you're doing. And I just didn't want that. I actually think like it, yours, you happened earlier for you. But I think when I finally made I'm Sorry was sort of my version of that. I had developed... You know, I think it was my seventh show I'd sold. Mm -hmm. I'd done a pilot every year, acted in one, and sold something or two couple things a year. And I got to a point where I was like, I don't like the development process. I don't – it's just – it breaks you. Yeah. And I'm on these sitcoms that I'm not loving where especially the older I got, I was like, oh, I have to play this harried, sexless wife and like all these kinds of things like that. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm just going to literally – make a 14 minute presentation of exactly what I want to do and, and I'll do it for no money. Yep. I literally did the presentation. I took no money for it. And I just was like, I'm done. I don't care if it's six. Like, I don't care if I make a lot of money. I don't care whatever. I just want to do something that I love, which is that a I'm very mature. About. Like that's a thing that you have to learn Yeah, because we're conditioned to chase. Yeah. 
and, and I feel like this generation, the the younger the younger kids, oh God. I think are a little more like they're they're conditioned to be creators. Yeah. But our generation, yeah. when we were younger, that wasn't entirely an option. Oh God, no. And so you know, indie film, indie music, indie television, like there was no internet really, Mm-mm. and so it 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 just. I'm glad it's gone the way that it has, yeah. so that people younger and younger can go, oh. I can just make what makes me happy connect directly to my audience and I don't have to wait for some company to tell me that I'm good enough or funny enough or attractive enough to fucking work. Because you have no control over all that shit. And I don't think you are. I appreciate that. Oh, (laughs) you sound like the entertainment business. (laughs) Between from 1994 to 2006. Um, All right. You've you've sort of tried to get me off games, Mm -hmm. but I'm coming back at you. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So I I'm a big fan of the Would You Rather, and um Would You Rather? Okay, this is a good one that I just saw recently. Okay, because I feel like this is legitimate. Would you rather wear a stranger's dirty underwear? Okay, that they've worn for a day already. Can I ask a, qu- a follow up question? Yeah. What kind of underwear are we talking about? Boxer briefs, boxers, uh... tidy whitey. You have to, but you just wear it for a day. Or use a stranger's toothbrush for a day. Talk amongst yourself. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Yeah. Can, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> oh my God. That is a fucking yeah. great yeah, one. Yeah, it's a good one. God damn there's it. There's not a lot of good ones, but when I... I because... There's disease to worry about. I'm I'm gonna use the I'm gonna do the toothbrush because okay. you could just soak that in hydrogen peroxide. No, no. Wait a minute. Now it. you're adding rules. We well, can't soak it. You have to. You can't. There's no way of cleaning the things. How does you, the toothbrush look? Not great. <laughs> <laughs> it's past its prime. It's been used. Let's say two months past the the bristles are. It's does the, the underwear have like skid marks in it? I don't. <laughs> I, again, I don't care for Jen. That was, so, Jen, that was, that was such an involuntary, an involuntary. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for you know, horrifying my sister. But I, these are important no. questions um, to know because you know a skid mark is just I, your butt's way of saying <laughs> and another thing. <laughs> um, I don't necessarily know if it has a skid mark, but they have been used, used. and sweated. They've, they've in. been they've been clearly. Used. They've been clearly used for 24 hours on a, a, another man's act, another active man's body. Well, gosh, you know that's such a because the toothbrush could have been used for months. Oh boy, yeah. I think I gotta go. I think I gotta go toothbrush. Okay. I just can't get my head around <laughs> the leavings of another person <laughs> in underwear in close proximity to my area. Z- yeah. I get. I don't know. I've gone back and forth on this because for a woman, there's more areas too that are areas yeah. in an underwear. Uh, that's <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Do you have an answer? Um, I think ultimately there's something about sharing a woman's underwear for some reason. I think is less disgusting than sharing a man's underwear. I, I a thousand percent agree because dongs are gross. Just like I just think just that thinking you guys of a sweat more. Just think because of ball sweat. Like just thinking yeah. of the Ugh. junk. Just like basically yeah. saran wrapped in a yeah yeah. But I just ultimately, can't. and I wasn't really thinking about. Uh, and I asked my husband this, and because I was like, well, you know, it's not that bad, and you could get diseases from a toothbrush. He's like, what if the person has crabs? Right. 
or like anything on their underwear. So eventually I did come around to the toothbrush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I Because I, think- I also am not a germaphobe. So I could lick the inside of a stranger's mouth. And it, and yeah, that's a good way to think about it. Yeah, that's it. But you wouldn't want to t- touch buttholes. Touch, I don't want to touch a stranger's ball sack. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or vagina. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Tony, I'm kind of leaning the other way. Weirdly, for some reason, for some reason, there's something about the toothbrush in the mouth that feels more permanent. Whereas, like, you wear the underwear, you can shower, do what you need to. But, but Tony, s- how many times you have to, like, in the span of your life, you've probably accidentally put things in your mouth that other someone else had. 100%. Had, mm-hmm. had t- t- I mean, and fucking, you'll go to Disneyland, you'll see just kids pick a penny up off yeah. the ground and throw it in their mouth. Yeah. I think there's something about, like, people are more germophobic now than they've ever been. But I do think like, well, exposure to some germs gives you a, re- a resistance Chris, to Chris, if germs. Tony wants to put dirty underwear on, <laughs> let him do that. We, let's, I'm sorry, I don't mean to kill your dreams. Can we make a note of that this is the first time Andrea has defended me, I think? Yeah. <laughs> this is what it takes. It takes someone else attacking you for me to like my in my bristles to I'm come just up. talking it through. I'm, I, just, I, I I'm just talking it through. I, and I hear what you're saying. But the, I think I'm if I'm thinking about the literal action of either... I think putting on the underwear, I could be like, oh, this is gross. I don't like this, but kind of deal with it. Do we to see the person in either case that they came from? You see them both and they're both tough stuff. (laughs) 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 They're tough stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Both are not great options. (laughs) It's it's, uh, Gary Busey after an Iron Man race. Sure. Yeah. Or worse. Yeah. Yeah. In both instances. Is the toothbrush <laughs> and the underwear from the same person? Or no. are they from two different people? Two different people. Okay. Two different people. I like that Tony's going rogue. I like that he's going rogue too. Yeah, because I think of like, again, putting the underwear on, gross, mm-hmm. and would, would gross me out. But then the moment of putting that toothbrush in, I feel like I, that's that would be going, more like gag worthy. That's even. going more in your body, but yeah. the other thing is just on the And outside. it's also supposed to be cleaning your mouth. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, that's its job. However... You don't know the person that you get the toothbrush from could have impeccable oral hygiene. They could be a dentist. I can they tell you right now, they do not. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> I hope I've made that incredibly clear. Okay, yeah, the tough stuff. Tough yes. stuff. Yeah, yeah, they okay. are tough stuff. Okay. What if everything else about me is the same? Mm-hmm. You show up here. Mm-hmm. We're getting ready to do the podcast. Sure. Oh, we sit we down. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. And then I'm like, guys, we got to hold. I guess got to take a beat for my mood necklace. Mm-hmm. To turn dark blue before we're ready to go. <laughs> and I'm not joking. Well, I would be very- Everything con- else about me is the same. So every logical thing about me, like everything. I would be deeply concerned because something would have happened to you. <laughs> what in, would you say? In the last- What would, would you say anything to me? Well, it's your house and your podcast mm-hmm. and your mood necklace. Chris, hold on just one second. It's purple. I just can't even talk until it's dark blue. Well, someone's not uh, castle worthy. <laughs> oh my god that's what you think I made a great decision not inviting her to the castle well maybe your mood necklace wouldn't if, if we'd have to wait to go and to swim in the pool or whatever because your mood necklace needed to be aqua it's all, uh, I don't push it on others it's just I can't make a decision in my life until my mood necklace well that's gives me innately pushing it on others if we can't start the podcast until your mood necklace turns a dark color does it affect I mean like how deeply does it change the way you think about me I believe well what it seems like is that it's on the surface it's a very small thing that yeah 
However, it's a window into a much deeper universe. Yeah. That clearly there's more stuff, you know, running. Like there are more apps running in the background that mm-hmm. power that. So I, 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 I don't feel. I feel like the. I would do. I would respect your space. <laughs> What if it took 25 minutes of us sitting here in silence and you're busy, you have somewhere to go. You've, then my mood bracelet would be turning bright red because <laughs> just a very uncomfortable, angry, bright red. I mean, I, I, I feel like I wouldn't say anything about it today. <laughs> we do the podcast. Mm-hmm. I would totally play along. I might make a couple of, you know, snarky like, oh, you know, it's a, can I give you this tissue holder? Does the mood re- necklace cool with that? But, and if I was like, <clears throat> Chris, can we just stop for a second? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony, please edit this out. I really don't appreciate you making jokes about my movie. Oh, this of course. I would, I would, I would apologize profusely. Would. Okay. Sincerely apologize. Then I would wait hmm, three days to like a week and a half. Okay. And then I would shoot an email and say, thanks so much for having me on the podcast. Got a quick question for you. <laughs> then I would, then we'd get on the phone and I'd go, hey, are, are, uh, so how's it going? You know, like I would kind okay. of poke around. Good, good. Thank you again so much of for course, doing the podcast. Of course, of course, of course. You seem great. Um, is, is so I so the the mood necklace thing was that I couldn't tell if that was a bit or is oh, that a, no not a bit. So yeah, I just I would love to, you know, d- d- seek first to empathize and understand. I would love to hear more about it. Like what is what is that and what is it? Uh, I'm just curious. I've just this is not a side of you I've I've seen before. So I'm just curious. But I'm not around you all the time, and I don't know what the tapestry of your life is like now. So what can you just tell me a little bit about that? I've realized that I don't necessarily believe in free will. And <laughs> and if I hung up on you though, then that would be part of the grand design, and you couldn't be upset about it because of predetermination. That's just the way. Yeah, I don't believe in free will, mm-hmm. and I'm realizing that my life goes better yeah. when I let it be in the hands of a mood. <laughs> and I've read a lot about the science behind it. I've done so much research, so much research. The science behind it. And there really is a neurological connection uh, between mood and uh, uh, will. I would I would I would respect You're so lovely. I would respect you would. your I know you opinion. Would. I know you would. But I feel like we, but I also feel like we probably wouldn't hang out as much. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, we're back here with Chris Hardwick. And, um, you know, really this podcast is for me to like fuck around with my friends yes. and and put you in weird situations and make you have to examine Mission things like who you want to have sex with. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also... It is about, you know, showing friends of mine who I think are, people are scared to grow up. Mm-hmm. And I, my fear was growing up means boring. Mm-hmm. Did you have a similar, how were you thinking of being this age when you thought about it 25 years ago? I didn't, you know, again, our, our Gen X generation, I think was the first generation. It's like when you go back three or four generations the period of adolescence is like two years. Yeah. You know, it's like people were yeah. grown ups at like 14, 15, 100%. having to get jobs. The life expectancy having was shorter. Kids early. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, my great grandparents from Italy were, 
you know, teenagers when they married and started having, you know, their 11 children. Jesus Christ. Uh, because of the Italians, they don't like it to pull out. Uh, <laughs> what? Just, I'd love it if you didn't work blue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's a me, Mario. So, uh, uh, I feel like it, because because life expectancy was shorter, adolescence yeah. were shorter, you know, especially during the depression, everyone had oh, to yeah. work, like people had to survive. And then, you know, in the post-war era, it got cushier. Yeah. The baby boomers had more free time. And then they gave us even more, more. like a wealth, an infinite amount of yeah. adolescence, basically. Yeah. And so when I was growing up, I, I think I still was... You know, my parents were like, hey, we support all the stuff that you're into. At a certain point, you should probably, you should major in something practical at college mm-hmm. and, you know, but they also were very much like, we want you to pursue your dreams. We want you to pursue the things that you love. But I still always felt like there was a distinction between passion, hobby, and like what a real job yeah, was and what 100%. a real career was. And I feel like those lines have blurred a lot yeah. now. But um, I so I didn't. I mean, if in the 80s, yeah. in the 1900s, you were to tell me that I could have a career, you know, making you know, butt jokes and no, talking about career. Star Wars, <laughs> <laughs> talking about Star Wars or Doctor yeah. Who or whatever, I don't know if I would have really understood. I mean, I wouldn't have understood how yeah. that was possible. So I do, because I feel like most of our adult lives are spent kind of in service to when we formed our identity, which I think is around when puberty hits. I think we're in our heads. We're usually, we're usually feel the same as we did like right around the time we hit puberty that Uh we always think of ourselves as these kids. And so we're, we're constantly in service of that. We have a lot of insecurities that date back to then. We try to manifest things we couldn't manifest back then. And so I do feel there is, a kind of a growing up of letting that go. But I don't believe I was talking to Seth Green about it. And I said, is it weird that we are surrounded? Cause you know, his, he has a bunch of toys in his house too. Yeah. And I said, D- is it weird that we surround ourselves with things that, you know, from like our childhoods? And he goes, no, we're just, it's okay to celebrate things that we're passionate about. It doesn't mean I that th- we're not mature, responsible people. And that's sort of what it is. I think that's where I feel like our generation's doing it differently is we do still have fun and you have toys and all that stuff, but you also work your ass off and you have to pay bills sure. and you're responsible and you show up. It's not like this either or where right. it's more, I think the, the, the secret to getting to this age and feeling okay yeah. is if you've been able to hold on to the fun part of yourself right. and what made you laugh back then or what inspired you creatively or yeah. a hobby and that now you're able to merge them and, and it's not also have to choosing give everything it too. Up. It's choosing it and also understanding the delineation between, you know, enjoying um, watching an, you know, an epic fantasy film, you know, like Lord of the Rings or something versus like I have Peter Pan syndrome yes. and I'm never going to grow up. It's yeah. like you the growing up I think is the accepting of responsibility. Yeah. And you can do that and still like, you know, it's like some people like motorcycles, some people like yeah. baseball, some people like baseball cards. Yeah. Some people like Star Wars and video games. Like it's it's all it's all on the table now. It's interesting because I, I, you know, comedy, you need to stay somewhat youthful for. Sure. And so I think there is a lot of fear in comedy 
of as soon as you become responsible, you're going to stop being funny. Well, I so I obviously I think about these types of things a lot. And people say, well, you know, comedy is a young person's game. You see a lot of comedians that you loved when they were younger and they get old and you're like, ah, the jokes really aren't there anymore. Yeah. Not all, but some. No, there's definitely. And, yeah. and so, although Steve Martin's still fucking, his, his show with Martin Short I is, just saw it a couple weeks ago. Oh, you went at, to, the, to the Greek. I took my mom to Vegas to oh, see it, it and was it was great. Every, I loved it. Un- to an uncomfortable I level. talked to Steve afterwards. No sex talk came up, but... Uh, do you want to text him, though, something now? I really, sext- I really do. I really do. Do you have his phone number? I do. You have Steve <laughs> Martin's phone number? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I... Did he make the list to the castle? <laughs> I don't know him well enough to invite him to the castle, but of course I wanted to invite him to the castle. Fucking A, Lydia. Dis- she was like, no, not Sorry. Steve Martin. Nope. I feel the sexual chemistry. No, well, especially, no, no, no. Actually, Lydia would have been the type of person that would have been like, you should just invite him because he loves art and there's a lot of art yeah. there. And I'd been like, I just don't know. So you can't invite Steve Martin on your weekend to the Hearst Castle. Can I tell you? Uh, just, First of all, what a crazy sentence. To stop <laughs> think about life Chris Hardwick like you fucking grew up in goddamn Tennessee right Tennessee okay yeah. thanks cool that was, <laughs> ooh, I got nervous there for a second and now you're talking about inviting Steve Martin to your Hearst Castle can I just tell you that uh, it's a really name droppy story oh, though I can't wait <laughs> no I shouldn't no please please I don't know if I don't know if it's okay for me to tell it I talked about Aaron Sorkin's face bleeding <laughs> That's not great. Aaron Sorkin had a face period while I was trying to audition. <laughs> you should have chucked a tampon at him and like, here, you're, you're having a... You just assume I have a tampon because I'm a woman. <laughs> this is the kind of You should have tossed a period cup. <laughs> Sorry. I get to, I'm being flipped off by John Hamm right now. Who is your next guest? <laughs> I'm number one. I'm number one. So, Wait, oh my goodness! Oh, have we gone? Have we gone way over? No. Okay. I think he's really early. <laughs> he just wanted. To. Um, I'm gonna hold for one second to find out what's. It's the Chris Hardwick podcast with an extra side of ham happening. Mm-hmm. That may. <laughs> but we can also wrap this up so you can jump into that no, one. I know, but I had a special guest here for you to come in and say hi. Oh. So I know, which is now all crazy. What if it was Yoda? It, it's Yoda. <laughs> and instead, um, let me just find out um, what... Bottles, you say? Uh, hold on. Let me just... I apologize for this. Andrea, being a producer, Tony and I will talk shit. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, John Hamm, you've seen him at clubs and colleges. Come into the stage. I'm, yeah, we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're late. You're done. I'm like, no, I'm three hours late. You're not interrupting at all because I think Listen, we're like. Chris, oh my God. <laughs> it's the other Sharon Lee. <laughs> largely the reason I got sober. So yeah. this was 2002, 2003. Join the club. Um, all right, we're, okay, this has gotten crazy. John Hamm arrived two hours early. Three. Three hours early. Um, well, because, two and change. Because why? Because I put the appointment in in 
East Coast time, and I'm now in West Coast. <laughs> well, time. yeah, you got to set the calendar. Yeah, they don't do, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. turns yeah. out that's a that's a button that I did not push. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oops. So Ham is here, and I, my mother, John Ham's living on East Coast time this Friday on True TV. <laughs> so, He's three hours early for everything. Is it on true. It's on True. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Oh hey, man. Hey. I thought I was babbing on AMC. Hey. Oh, oh my Ham. God! He got both of us. He got both of us with one shot. Well, he got himself. <laughs> I got me. I think that was more. I it. think that was himself. Well, we're both. But we were both. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. It was I think that 100% was hundred percent me. Hundred percent. I, I don't. I try not to talk about, about you. I appreciate that. Could you though? Um. So Chris and I dated. So he has not seen my mother. In 15 years? And our mothers have the same first and middle name. Whoa. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Now, Wait, mom, so, but, what, can I, I ask this? it's yeah. more than 15 years. How long 15, did you guys date? For about a year and a half. Yeah. Like a year oh, and so half. like a significant... Yeah, like 2002 significant, to 2003. A year and a half? I thought it was 2002 longer. to no, three. No, it was about a year yeah. and a half. So you were getting over 9-11 together. <laughs> we yeah. Did. We did, actually. Yeah. yeah. We did get over yeah. 9-11 together. Uh, he was more drunk than I was. Yeah. That's saying something. Yeah. <laughs> No, well, I've moved off the sauce into pills <laughs> because I'm older now and my body, can't, my tummy can't take the yeah, 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 yeah. To yeah, be yeah, fair, yeah. you were earning money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but my mom has not, you've not seen Chris in a very long time. That's right. How does he look? He looks pretty much the same. A Thank little, you. Maybe thinner. Yeah, yeah well, that, definitely you, you lose thinner all that than 2000. Yeah. yeah, you lose all that beer bloat. Now, mom, you look fantastic. Oh, Thank, Thank you. you. Oh. <laughs> Now, um, mom, did you know he was an alcoholic when we were dating? No. You didn't notice? (laughs) Did you? Yes. Is that why you broke up? Yes. I didn't know he was an alcoholic. (laughs) But then he became sober. I became sober because Andrea said you should go to therapy and talk about this. Because And I did. And it she probably saved my life. This one. Yeah, John Ham. Listen, I I remember seeing you, Chris, in the clubs back in the old days. Yeah. In the 90s and the early dance, 2000s. The dance clubs? Not the dance clubs. Because I, I love go, that. I would love that if said, you. If you. That said, if, if I was like, what's up, Chris? Yo. <laughs> Yo, John. You want to dance? Yeah, let's go see Tiesto this weekend at the Win. Um, <laughs> and then I remember seeing you post-sobriety. Yeah. yeah. Or into sobriety. Into, yeah. And, like and, probably those early comedy death rays. Early comedy death rays. I think it was maybe Largo. Might have been Largo. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, but yeah, it was a uh, and 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 you were not in a happy place. I would say <laughs> no. And then no, seeing no, no. you much later, you were in a much happier place. And yes. now seeing you now, you're in a tremendously happy yes, place. And yes, it's yes, such yes, a yes. delightful shift. Well, this lady, this lady right here was. He um, owes it. He he owes me everything. I mean, I kind of feel like I kind of do. <laughs> no. Like ten percent. Like is this like an agent? Is this like an agency? Is this like a tithing? Thing? A sobriety yeah. fee? I yeah. wouldn't say you owe me everything. I'll take seven percent. Seven percent. Well, that's fair. Uh, and Chris is the reason I started a goddamn podcast. Mm-hmm. Because he, everyone is because mm-hmm. he was like everyone is, and you got to get on this. No, Jesus. he was like you should do it, and I was like no. What about all these worries, worries? And he was like just do it, and I was like no. Oh, but what about that, that? That that By the way, Ham and Thaxton, two like in the first ten episodes of the podcast. When For I sure, started. Really? I was uh, I was an early adopter. You were a very early adopter. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Between you and Pardo mm-hmm. and a couple others. Pardo was just was here the other day. Real early. And I feel like I feel like I want to say like pre-podcast, the Indie 103 
uh, version of Bang Bang Comedy Bang Bang was yeah. like that was the pre podcast podcast. Yeah, it was, and then it became. And it, I think it was simultaneously it a podcast. A podcast. It became became a podcast. But Pardo's been doing it. I think the longest. Easily. He's a pioneer. But Doug Benson's been up there He's too. A podcast pioneer. Pioneer, which is usually reserved for people who are dead. Did, I think it's. Pardo. By the way, did you say pioneer? <laughs> I didn't. Would you like to? I would not. Pardo, so I think, is Pardoneer? Is that what you were? No, pod. But what about a pardoneer? No, how dare you? <laughs> okay, fair. Listen, Ham, this isn't about you right now. This is Yet. Chris and my Yet. mother. I'm sorry. I'm, by the way, I'm so sorry that, like, <laughs> although I'm not. I, I was going to say, there's not a drop of sorry. Yeah, in well, there's some sorry. Andrea Savage's podcast. You never know who will drop by. <laughs> Maybe your mom. Crazy. Maybe, Maybe Ham. John Ham. <laughs> three hours early. Moms and Hams on the. Moms the and Hams on I the three just, hours early. Now, I just want to ask my mom an honest question. Seeing Chris now, do you regret my marriage to Jeremy? <laughs> no. Are you sure? Yes. She, yes, of course. I love Jeremy. Right? Jeremy. She loves Jeremy. My mother you is guys obsessed. dated for a year and a half. Wait, listen. Yeah. Like, yeah. Almost like you dated for 12 years. I know. No. I just want her honest opinion because she gave it. I know. She's obsessed with my husband to an uncomfortable level. She's yeah. in love with is him. This, is this too weird? <laughs> no, that's not weird no. at all. I that's not weird Jeremy, at all. Not in love, but I want to say with Chris. Oh, God. I remember at Andrea's 30th birthday. Is this uh-huh. her hair catching on fire story? Oh, no. Actually, oh, my hair did catch on fire at my 30th birthday. 20 years ago? time, we were- 25 years ago. If you remember how I w- would make a list at Christmas of um, all of her past boyfriends. <laughs> yes. And, oh, I'd give them, and I'd give her fancy- Starting to see maybe where your sense underwear. of humor comes from. Yes. And Every I, year I get underwear from I all my exes. Said, and you said to me, well, or it was your mother was your mother there i think might have been yeah i she think it was been. your mom yeah and said something about will will chris make the list next year <laughs> <laughs> i will say you're on that list every year yeah! you are. <laughs> oh, fantastic. didn't you also give did my mother give you santa fucking a pig for christmas Wow, that sounds really familiar. I think she I did. Think, I, I think you have. did. Yeah, because yeah. my mom likes to give dirty, weird gifts at Christmas and make you open them in front of people. And I did it on season two of I'm Sorry. I feel like... I'm, and I think you got Santa fucking a pig. I think right now... John, I'm how some... much do you wish you were in my family? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm I'm having so much like FOMO uh, right now. I understand. I feel like what I'm experiencing is a Jacob's Ladder-esque. I feel like I might be dying somewhere else. Fair and enough. this is a fever dream. I mm-hmm. was doing a podcast with Andrea. Tony Thaxon was there. He was in the podcast earlier. And then Andrea's mom was there talking about a fit Santa fucking a pig. And then John Hamm was there for some reason. Like this all this these all feel dream. like elements of a, of a different life. Of, of different, like different repressed <laughs> memories yeah. that we're all mashing together. That's the vibe I'm going for on this Love podcast. It. I Love want it. people to not enjoy themselves, <laughs> but to feel uncomfortable. <laughs> And worry if they're ill. All right, I'm kicking you guys out for two seconds to say goodbye. I, I can't wait to hear what the fuck Mary Kill game is you play or the would you rather. <laughs> Please <with> don't. Hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a that was a mic drop, Mom. I'm gonna. It was have a mic take set your, down. Take your ears up. Note that that door is backwards. All right, guys, we'll be with you in a second. Chris, I apologize. Oh my what God, just I... happened back there? I have never in all of my years had to. to, to... Oh, oh, I got a, I got a way, little moon. If, got a little moon if, action. If Ham legitimately mooned us, I would I would call the day. 
But you know what's? I'm not. I'm not even trying to make a bad pun. Yeah. But pushing your butt up against glass is called a pressed ham. Just, it is. It is nude or just anything. Nude. Well, he didn't do it nude because he's a fucking pussy. <laughs> God damn, showing like, at my house oh, three hours so, early. So, so he's not here anymore. So what? What fuck Mary Kill are you gonna give him? I'm not gonna tell you. Why won't you tell me? Because I'm not going to. I think it'd be funny if you told me now, and then people heard this, and then they. <laughs> I don't know, but also he his might air before yours. Oh, that's true. So I don't know. Okay, all right. All right, Chris. Yeah. Brag about yourself something you are incredibly good at that people might not know about. Um. Could be serious. Could be funny. Could be anything. Um. I'm well. I think people know I'm a good bowler. That's not really you a are brag, a good bowler. Though. No, you are a legitimately good bowler. I'm good at, (laughs) not surprisingly, well, Uh I grew up in a bowling center, but I'm good at things that were in a bowling center. So I was good at video games. Yes. Bowling. I was good at beer. 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 (laughs) I was very good at drinking. Mm -hmm. Pool, darts, shuffleboard. Um, I, you know, I played chess and D&D in the bowling center because that's where my friends would come to, to play those things. And so... All those things, you know, I'm a good chess player. Yeah. I think people probably figure that out too. One thing I think might surprise people, I'm a pretty decent golfer. Really? Yeah, because when I was growing up, my grandfather was a golfer. And then my mom, my stepdad was an amazing golfer. My grandfather and my stepdad were both great golfers. And so I just grew up, I worked at golf courses all through high school and college. And so um, I don't play that often, but I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. What's something you'd like to work on, on yourself? Oh my gosh. catastrophizing oh okay you know it's like yeah. the it's like to not catastrophize mm-hmm. because i think it's that it's that overthinker thing where you try to prepare for every possibility like john ham showing up at your house and then you just end up and then your mother and you're in the middle of another <laughs> and podcast she, and she gave you a, a shirt of your grandmother staring at yeah. you yeah uh it's you know, it's just that idea of trying to prepare for the worst, but then you stress about the worst case scenario, even yeah. though it probably wouldn't happen. And so I, I feel like it's 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 living more in the moment, celebrating gratitude, making sure my mood necklace is a nice <laughs> hue and uh, and uh, and not and not like not going to, uh, automatically going to the worst case. My scenario. mood necklace is saying we need to end this immediately. Oh, that it just went. It that's just why went, it just exploded. It just went red. Yeah, it just, it just went red. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Fire red. Well, Chris, I am so appreciative to be here. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for forcing me to do this. Um, I hope it doesn't suck. It's going to be what it's going to be. And um, I'm really been enjoying myself. I am so. so pleased too. And again, we talked about it on the podcast that you were on. Just every time you call, go, I don't know if I choose. I'm like, oh, just do it. I know. It'll I be kept great. being like, but what if I don't go with a network? It'll be great. But what if I can't get guests? No, just but, do it. Yeah. And I did it. Do and it here and then we you are. can decide. And here we are. And thank and you for having are. me. Thank thanks you. Thanks for having. Good to see you. I was going to say thanks for having me. Thanks for having me on my I podcast. I mean, sexually back in the day. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> My mom is here. Um, hi, mom. Hi. <laughs> and Jess, our new um, podcast producer who has come on, is also here to uh, talk. I just want to hear because Tony and I were in the room with Chris when suddenly Chris is waving at somebody. And I thought he was waving at my mom. And I was like, oh, shoot. I kind of wanted my mom to be a surprise. It wasn't like the biggest surprise in the world. But I was like, okay. And I'm like, who are you waving at? And he goes, John Hamm. And I was like, what? 
So let me set it up. The John Ham, we, we were recording Chris and John Ham on the same day. Chris came at 11 and John was supposed to come at three. And it is now 12 o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and John Ham is in the house. And Chris isn't done it. And my mom hasn't come in yet. So Jess, tell me what was going on in the other room. You might need to be a little closer here. Yes. I'm sitting there with okay. your mom. And you had just met my mom. Just met your mom. Love her. First day. <laughs> Let me this set is Jess's this up. First day. Yeah. First day. Doorbell rings. I look at her and I'm like, do you know who that is? And she's like, oh, no, like must be a delivery or something, you know, yeah. Postmates. So I'm like, okay, let me open the door for this Postmates. I open the door and there is John Ham. I quite literally was like gasped. And I was like, huh. and he's like, what, is it your first day? I'm like, like yes, actually. Don't know what to do. I, it's too much. Too much. Do you invite him in the house? I was like, uh, uh, for Andrea? <laughs> He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, come in. And then I think, I thought your mom knew him. So that mom, was the whole thing. So mom, you now see a man come into the house. And what are, are and are you like, oh my God, there's John Ham? No, I have no idea who John Ham is. <laughs> <laughs> he might. How is that possible? Well, I don't know. He said, "Haven't I met you somewhere?" So was he hitting on you? I don't think so. Because that I think sounds he, like a "Haven't I met you?" So that's like such a I classic. Think that, yeah, I'm a little old for that. And I mean, he did come in and put his arm around her, though. He did. Yeah, I don't. But anyway, and I said, I figured, well, maybe he's with somebody I met at uh, uh, your daughter's school. Uh huh. Or <gasps> did you? So what because, you, because there's a lot of people I meet, like from poker or... So they, when he said to you, haven't we met, what did you say? That's when I tried to, to question where I could have met him from. So you said maybe? Yeah, maybe I met Did I meet you at... Yeah, at... My granddaughter's school? At my granddaughter's school. <laughs> and what did he say? Uh, he said, no, I ha uh, couldn't be me or something. I don't know. I assume he, he like, doesn't have any children. I don't children. have kids. Oh, that, oh, is that what he said? <laughs> yes. Okay. And I'm watching this interaction and I'm like... Uh, okay. <laughs> and um, So just were you at any point being like, I feel the need to step in and be like, Sharon, um, this is... John Hamm? Yeah. It still <laughs> wouldn't have meant anything to me. <laughs> but you've heard of the show Mad Men. Yes. Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, he's been in a million movies. Do you, does it now ring any bells? John Hamm? I Googled him. Oh. Because <laughs> I wonder who John Hamm was. So and then, what did you find out? I did, uh, uh, let's see. He's 6'1". Oh, wow. <laughs> he's divorced. Oh, uh, I actually don't. Think I think he, that's oh no, not divorced. I don't think he and his long-term ex-girlfriend were married, but you're right. Oh, he was okay. in, in a long-term relationship. In 2015. By the oh, way, wow. this is the most you remember details of anything I've ever heard you remember. Oh, that's baloney. No, it's not baloney. <laughs> you are not known for remembering your details. Well, um, did you? And it said Mad Men, mm -hmm. and it mentioned some others, but uh, wasn't anything that rang a bell in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that part I don't remember. Now, did you guys sit and chat? Because we had to finish the interview with Chris. Uh, we talked about uh, him wanting to get a dog. He, he wants to get a dog? Small dogs. Hates small he dogs. hates what, small dogs. 
did you tell him when I've brought up getting a dog, you're really negative about it and that it's going to ruin our lives? Did no, you say I that did to John? Not, but he uh, showed, did, showed me a picture of his dog that passed away. Oh, my God. Yes. And so he told me he was looking for a new dog. but a, And you didn't say, don't you want to travel or it's so much work? Like the stuff that you say to me? No. Okay. Because I didn't know him well enough to know. To ruin his it, hopes yeah. and dreams. Right. Now... You have a history of not necessarily recognizing people. <laughs> you mean like my own daughter? Oh. <laughs> that is true. That's not what I was thinking of. There was a time where I was at the Century City Mall, and you were there with my stepdad before he passed away, and you guys were there. And I knew you were at the mall for some reason, and I knew what store you were in, and I stood right next to my mother. Like, <laughs> Right next to her, she was like looking at something on a wall. And then you turned and I was standing next to you and uncomfortably close purposely. And instead of looking at me, you bumped into me and then said, oh, excuse me. And sorry. And then moved past me. (laughs) And I was like, what the fuck is happening? I didn't look at you. That's insane. I, I can't even open that whole thing. I'm talking about the airplane ride. Back from London. Oh. <laughs> okay, so let me set. Oh, God, this, oh. this one set her down. This one set her off. So basically, this is the situation. I was shooting the show episodes, the show that was on Showtime in London. And Jeremy and my daughter and my mom came with me. And I had negotiated, like, I had gotten, whatever, tickets for all of us to go and come back. I had to stay a little bit longer. And you guys came back. You're known for speaking extremely loudly on the phone. And true or false? <laughs> true. True. Like extremely loudly. So I'm getting a text from Jeremy from the plane going, I am rose away from your mother. And I hear her voice across the cabin complaining how close she is to another passenger in business. They were flying business. So I had gotten them business class tickets. And she is complaining because they were the ones where you face each other. And I had oh, never yeah. been on a first class or business where they did that before. Okay. You so, also, I mean, let's not act like we fly business in first a lot. Couple handful of times. I mean, oh, do you? I, I didn't. She's like, I frequent. <laughs> you with, do? Yes, with Leon. Oh, God, I can't. Okay. I guess you and Leon are living the life that I'm not aware of. <laughs> Anyway, so you guys, you're facing someone and and Jeremy hears you across the way. Now, I'm like, do you want to say something? He's like, no, I, I just whatever. So you're talking to Leon on the phone. No, I wasn't talking to Leon. Who were you talking to? Oh, I don't think I was on the phone. Mom, you, that's what I'm saying. You were talking loudly oh. on the phone to Leon complaining. Oh, that's right. I was complaining, but that, that they, that I'm staring like six inches away from somebody Maybe, but they're to this other side. And it's not six But inches. it's right in my face, a man. <laughs> but you're loudly on the phone That's where the man can hear you right. going, this is crazy. Right. How am I going to have this flight where I'm staring at this man yeah. across the way? Enough that well, Jeremy hears you rose away. it's weird because he's right here and I'm right here. It's not that close, first of all. But also the rest way. of the world somehow manages to not scream about it across a cabin. Okay. All right. So you hang up the phone and the man looks at you and says, this, he tells me that this, the thing in the middle will go up. Right. And then he says, 
don't worry, you'll get used to my face. What did he say? Oh, something geez. like that. that um, something about don't worry, this goes up. And But then also, I believe he said to you, oh, you know, I hear that you're upset. <laughs> don't worry, you'll get used to my face. I don't or, know. I don't remember. It's not going to get worse than that. Like something basically like, I heard you, lady. Uh-huh. And whatever. So months go by and you are what? Getting your nails done? I don't know what you're doing. Somewhere where there is like a People magazine. Right. I think I was at work. Okay. You you were retired. So oh. I, I, I guess that was when I was at work. Oh, you're yeah. a fucking liar. What is this? I was at work. You ha- you've been retired. <laughs> I, I don't know because I used to read People magazine there. That's yeah. why. Well, somewhere well, you were somewhere, getting a stash. Somewhere. Oh, I took it after I retired. That's right. What do you mean you took it? I took People magazine. I used to bring it to you after I finished it. Yeah, and then I'd go, why is this in my house? <laughs> anyway, so you somehow Jer- you get- Jeremy like He did like it in a really weird way. And I was like, what is happening? So anyway, you are out somewhere and you see a cover of a People magazine. Uh-huh. And you're like, oh my God, that's right. the guy that's from right. the plane. And who was it? Oh God, she doesn't remember. <laughs> She's already forgotten him. Blake Shelton. But that's it. <gasps> no. So she screamed in his face- how mad she was was about this flight, that she was going to have to stare at this man as if he couldn't hear you. Now, did you, was there even a drop of you when this was happening that you were like, maybe I should lower my voice. Maybe it's rude that I'm screaming about how awful this flight's going to be. I didn't realize it was that loud. <laughs> Blake um, Shelton was Sexiest Man Alive 2018. And, and really, we this was even before that, wasn't it? What year was it? I think this was probably 2016. Yeah, probably. So he was already sexy because you don't start 2016. I'm sorry. <laughs> but he wasn't I the guess, sexiest. Yet, I guess so I'm not, good not for that impressed. <laughs> I just. <laughs> Tough critic. I, I also, I'm also wondering when you started flying fancy classes with Leon. But it's not like you guys are like living a fancy life. Are you have a lot of points? Yes. Okay. How do you get so many points? Between Leon and myself, it's mostly his. Because like you used he used credit, to, he used to fly all over the world. So, but that was a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, but he still had points. Yeah, and you put everything on your credit card and you get points. I do now. Yeah, yeah. so that's how you get your points. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad we could all experience this together. Um, I was stressed. I and I it it threw me, but um, I think we all recovered and made it through. Mom, thank you for coming to meet Chris, again, see Chris again. And also thank you for taking John Hamm down a peg because I feel like he's gotten a little <laughs> cocky lately. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, bye.